Hey everyone out there, welcome to another episode of the PlayStation Report. Why am I doing this voice? I don't know, but I'm here with Tyler. How you doing, Tyler? <laughs> I'm alright, how are you? Oh, you know, just watching some racing. I've got, I've got, the, I got the truck series up here in a side window. <laughs> the uh, NASCAR? The NASCAR, yep. They're oh, at that Daytona okay. Road Course right now. Oh, okay. I watched the Xfinity yeah. race yesterday. We're, we're just getting right into it, right into the racing. I'm yeah. going to try to limit the racing here just, just <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting to see uh, tracks and drivers meeting without any practice. <laughs> yeah, that, that was... I watched most of that Xfinity race out of sheer curiosity, and they were all over the place. It was fairly entertaining to watch. I'm not going to lie. It was, it's always, ex- like, it happened multiple times, but it was always very fun to see a car just eat ass at that <laughs> yes. chicane. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it was. They just fucking hit the grass and just launch into the air. Man. Yeah. Mm. Or, or that one time they all went into the first corner and like <laughs> After half a restart, the field. Yeah. Yeah. Like half the field missed a corner. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and it's also just fascinating to see NASCAR drivers try to race uh, under wet conditions. Mm hmm. When they are not used to that at all, and those cars are not built for that at all, it's always always kind of fun to watch that, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. F1 race was boring. Oh, yeah. It was it, a fucking snooze fest. Yeah, not not much happening at all, really. Like No. Feel bad for Leclerc. That kind of sucked. Um, that he was just come around a corner and literally his engine stopped working. Yeah, I guess that's, I guess sort of I sucks. guess it's okay to feel bad for Leclerc. I do not feel bad at all for Ferrari. <laughs> oh no, absolutely Ferrari's and, horrible. And it was like they bizarre made it very clear that they don't really give a shit about what Seb does in the race. No. <laughs> because he came over the radio asking like what pace he should do for his tires and then a few laps later uh, the pit wall comes out and asks him how he feels about finishing the race on those tires, even though he yeah. just fucking asked them a few laps ago. Yeah. It was remarkable how long he went on those tires, but but yeah, that that is um, not a very good relationship between those two. No, not at all. It's not good at all. And yeah, Ferrari's just, it's just wild to see them as a mid-pack team. Mm-hmm. Like, constantly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Racing Point's been better than them. McLaren from time to time. Even um, Renault's been pretty good sometimes, too. It's just, it's crazy Yeah, how far off they are. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I guess we have a break now, which, you know what? Next weekend is a great weekend to have a break for F1. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Because we With. got the Indy 500. I've been watching a yep. little bit of the qualifying. I'm going to keep an eye on Fernando Alonso during the race. He didn't qualify mm-hmm. particularly great, but you know, yeah. always, always pulling for, for, for my boy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's racing. I think we, I think, I think we did it. I think we're done with. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tyler. I, I I have here. Oh yes, I finished my F1 2020. Um, okay. Season. Yeah. And how uh, did that turn out for you? Well, uh, 
I had it wrapped up in Mexico. I, I won that race, and that pretty much clinched the driver championship for me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, had it had a wet race in Brazil, which is always, um, yeah, that that's always a chore to get around in a, on a wet race. Um, yeah. And then I, at that point, it was impossible for me to catch up in the constructor st- standings. So I replaced my battery for Abu Dhabi, and I didn't realize just replacing a battery drops you all the way to last place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if I knew that, I would just replace all the damn components and went for it full beans. But uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I I went from 22nd to 5th. Nice. That's not bad. Yeah. I, yeah, I, that, that was, that was a fun experiment. Just go seeing how far I can climb from the back. Uh, yeah. 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 That, that happened to me. I, I built an entirely new engine and got fucked in Mexico. A minus 60 place grid penalty. Just <laughs> hilarious. And I think I, I came 22nd, to third or fourth, probably could have won, but screwed myself on the strategy there. But, but yeah, it's always fun to see that stuff. Yeah, I I'm enjoying it. I think I might I might continue on with this F1 2020. I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I have an urge to continue on, but I'm like I have to play a couple other things. Like I I can't because otherwise, I feel like I would be content in my life to just keep playing this game. Yeah, but <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> damn I, good. <laughs> it's very good. Did you um like how much money and stuff you get at the end of the season? Oh yes, and I loved spending awesome. all that money on my facilities because I know that felt really good to watch the numbers go up. Yes, <laughs> yes, that that was very satisfying. Uh, but yeah, I I'm torn between doing some more uh, F1 2020 and going back to a set of Corsa because I I've been kind of itching for some GT racing. Hmm. Um, gotcha. But yeah. That that's fun, uh, yeah. I that's probably like the game I spent the most time in. I think maybe I'd have to look mm-hmm. back. But what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a few things. I um, played some more Final Fantasy VII remake. Did another chapter there. Um, so I'm definitely coming to the end. Story definitely feels that way. Um, chapter I did was fine. It felt very long but had a pretty interesting final boss fight and uh get get a lot of backstory for the world so that was that was cool to see um and i played a little bit more ghost of tsushima as well um i just felt like every time i tried to play video games this week somehow time would just escape me and it would be like by the time i got everything done ate dinner all this stuff it was like 9 o'clock, and I'm just like, dude, I don't feel like playing Final Fantasy VII every every night this week. So I, I did play some Ghost of Tsushima, and nothing uh, entirely new there. You know, the game's fine. Um, I did enjoy, I don't know if you did the one side mission. Um, gosh, I forget what the side mission's called. But you have to go to, and I'm fucking blanking on the name of the base, too. Is it Azermo Bay? Yeah, Asimo Bay. Asimo Bay, yes. Did you do that side mission where you basically have to go in and basically clear that place out? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that side mission a lot, but at the same time, it was kind of lame because they had so many enemies set up for you to just assassinate, and I felt like there was a very clear path uh, through this place. And I was like, eh, I wish they gave you a little more, a little more freedom there to me. What did you think of Kenji? <laughs> he was interesting. I liked him. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought I thought he was he was kind of funny. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. He's, so good. He gets the Mongols drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Oh. Um, so yeah, I just trucked along with that game. Yeah. Um, with that and Final Fantasy, hopefully going to finish Final Fantasy very soon. But. Um, Let's see, what else did I play then, outside of Divinity? Oh, I played, um, yeah, I actually spent a decent time with the Avengers beta. Marvel's Avengers, Crystal Dynamics, uh, developing. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I don't know how to feel about this game. I really don't. Uh, At times, I was, like, thoroughly enjoying myself in like a mindless action sort of way and at times i just felt kind of annoyed by the game in a way so you start off by playing that demo um of a day where everything goes wrong uh that they showed at e3 when they revealed the game and uh you get a good taste for many of the different heroes they kind of cycle you through playing a bunch of them and um to me, I felt like Thor felt really bad to play. I felt like Hulk felt pretty bad to play. Just something just did not feel right about both of them. Like like Thor, for example, it didn't feel good to throw his hammer and to recall it like it does in God of War. Just something did not feel super satisfying to me about that. And um, the Hulk, I felt like... And it's just weird. Like, the Hulk can literally rip, like, anyone in half. And I just felt like I wasn't powerful enough. Some of his abilities are cool. Like, you get this really dumb, they call it thunderclap. And he literally claps and just blows everybody away. Which is kind of fun to use if you're in a really crowded situation. Um, but then just like beating the shit out of normal dudes, I'm like, hey, I don't know. I feel like I should be smashing this dude into the ground one time and be moving on. Um, but the one that I, in, in, in so far in the beta, and I'm not sure how much more I'll play in the beta, but um, I, the one that I was like, I don't like this at all, but it, you do get a very brief time with him, so... I feel like maybe if you played him more, it could get better. But Iron Man felt a little awkward to play as well, just kind of flying around and shooting dudes. Um, I think the only ones I really liked was Miss Marvel, which she's a lot of fun because she's got big stretchy arms and uh, she can kind of do a variety of different things. Plus how you can kind of maneuver around the environments felt a lot more fun with her. I really liked playing Captain America. Something about throwing the shield felt really good. Like, I just loved throwing the shield in dudes' faces. It just felt really good in a way. So he has a move where 
you can kind of just put your shield up and charge towards guys and like knock them down, or you can jump over them and get behind them and then kind of beat them up sort of thing. Very Batman-like, um, but I-, I liked him a lot. And I, uh, you get to play as Black Widow, but only in a boss fight. But she seemed like she could be interesting as well. I guess. Um, so like some of the, some of the things with the characters, I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. But then other things just felt a little, a little strange. Um, the camera's a little fucking weird sometimes, too. I felt the camera's just positioned strangely sometimes for combat. And then I just felt like... Because you, you play, like, a couple missions, and then you get to the war table, which is where you're going to kind of choose your missions moving forward. Um, I just felt like there was almost, and maybe this is just me, because I'm not sure if I've heard anyone complain about this. I felt like there was too much combat. Like, it was like every single room you were in, there was combat. And I'm like, I don't know, I just wish... And the combat didn't seem to vary too much. All it did was really vary with how many enemies and the different types of enemies that are in there. I'm like, I wish the combat encounters were, at least in what I played, just felt a little bit more unique and there was less of them. Because I just felt like it was just a little little too much sometimes. Especially you play a mission as Hulk and it was like, okay, this is kind of weird. But then the boss fight at the end of that mission, I... I enjoyed it. seems like every mission's going to end, or I guess every main mission, end with some sort of boss fight. Um, and then you get the loots. It's just weird, man. Yeah. It's um, just... It, like, like, putting loot on Hulk is weird, but it doesn't do anything cosmetically. Like, oh, so, so it's I'm just like, numbers to attach to your character. Literally. Literally. Oh. Yeah, like, he'll, like, hold up his arm, because you can get, like, arm armor basically and it's just like nothing really changes just literally the numbers are going up sort of thing or you get different bonuses out of it and i'm like i don't know man this is fucking bizarre so they don't do anything cosmetically but then they have all of these different skins that you can apply and at least where i got i couldn't apply any of them but i'm like okay this is where they're gonna throw some microtransactions in this game like hands down um Because they're going to sell you skins. And I don't know. I think that sort of sucks in a way. Because it it just... It makes... It just makes the loot feel a little meaningless. And like, what's the point besides my numbers going up sort of thing. Um, And like, you're collecting resources. And uh, certain resources apply to certain types of gear. And I'm like, okay. This is interesting. It's interesting, but I, I just... I don't... It just feels weird. I, to me, I guess for certain characters, um, I could maybe see something going on with Thor, or Iron Man, but for Hulk, it's just like Hulk has no shirt and he has pants on. That's it. Like, what what are we doing here? It just feels weird. Mm. Maybe you'll know. be able to get a skin of Hulk with a shirt and no pants on. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that would be nice. I would like that. Um, and I don't know, like this. The story just seems okay so far, and um, the cutscenes are fine, the dialogue's fine, even though, you know, they have the the uh, upper-end class of voice actors on this game. Um, you know, it's fine. Uh, 
maybe I'll play more of it here. I, I still haven't decided, like, is this a game that I want to spend time with? Because I'm, like, I'm still very curious about it. And at times, like I said, I was enjoying myself from just kind of like a mindless beating dudes up sort of scenario. But then there's just, I don't know, it's just things that seem weird about it. And I, I don't know. I, I just don't know how... I guess the more I think about it, the more I feel like making an Avengers game, you kind of are put in a box. And, and that you box gotta is go... constructed by Disney. Right. Yes, but at the same time, like, if this game didn't have, like, action RPG sort of elements, and there's literally numbers flying off of dudes, which I think is funny, um, you know, then people will be like, eh, it's just Marvel Ultimate Alliance, and you're just beating dudes up. So I feel like you gotta go really far one direction or the other, and I don't know. Maybe once you level up, there there is a pretty decent skill tree. I didn't get to see too much of it, um, but you know maybe once you get more skills in your higher level, and maybe when you are doing some of the end game war zone type content, that you know this game could be really cool. Um, but I don't know. Not sure how I feel about it so far. Yeah, I. Hmm. I've been watching other people play this. And I, I don't know, from the outside I can tell it's a game that uh, wouldn't really capture me for more than a week. Mm-hmm. Like, And it's it's going to be built as a game that they want you to play for months, at least. <laughs> at least that's what, yeah. what the structure looks like. Um, Definitely. And yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But that, we'll see. That uh, game I mean, sure is coming out this year, ain't it? <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's coming out in like two weeks, I think. Um, and another thing that just kind of drove me nuts is not having any sort of direction in a way. Like, the mission you play as Hulk, there were probably two times at least, maybe three, that I legitimately like got lost and I didn't know where I was going because... Uh, the environment just felt like all sort of samey in in the area that I was at. And I'm like, there's nothing that tells you like, or, you know, you should be heading this way or just kind of puts you in a, some sort of direction. And that I felt was slightly annoying as well, Mm -hmm. but who knows that could have just been that mission. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's Marvel's Avengers, the beta, uh, the only other thing I played outside of Divinity is um, I, I did play some Fall Guys. I jumped in there. Oh, okay. What'd you think um, of that? I thoroughly enjoyed myself, but I also like completely hate this game. <laughs> it is it is a really fun time to play it. Uh, it it is like I, I like kind of how simple the premise is of going from one end to the other and you're just racing people. Um, But to me, there was two things. One, and you kind of spoke to this last week a little bit, I got eliminated on a team game pretty much every time I made it to that round. And I don't think I, I went beyond the team game round when I got there. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, it's not... Like, it, it's just not 
And, and there's not a lot of great like team communication or anything like that. And the mini games that you're doing, I just feel like are not fun. Like the whole uh, the whole game about getting eggs and putting them in your corner. That game sucks. Yeah. And I just, I just, I hate that. And I'm like, dude, just let's get rid of these fucking things and only have team games for people who want to play as a team. Mm-hmm. I, that, that, it just annoyed the shit out of me. So I don't think, yeah, I don't think I got beyond the team round, which pissed me off. And um, I also feel... The controls in the feeling of the game is just kind of... I wish it was like either way loosey-goosey or just tighter. Mm. Because there's times where you have to kind of do some platforming. And I've, I just felt like maybe I was just bad at the game and my timing was off. I'm like, ah, this jump just doesn't feel right. Or grabbing this ledge just doesn't feel like I want it to feel sort of thing. And... I don't know. It, it's a fun game, and I was having a lot of fun. I mean, the music's a lot of fun. It's very colorful, and um, it, it did put a smile on my face the whole time. Uh, I was playing it in my TV because this game's so colorful, was so bright, and the music is like just thumping, energetic. And my wife was like, "What in the fuck are you doing?" Like, what are you playing? And I'm like, you got to come look at this. And I completely failed epically while she was watching me. It was the the level with, like, the seesaw oh, sort yeah. of thing uh-huh. that you got to get through. And I fucking failed at that so hard. It was the first time that I did it. Ah. But it was fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a goofy game, for sure. Yeah. it's It's like a game that I feel like... I can probably jump in there for 30 minutes and play a couple rounds, but I don't think I could sit there for hours on end playing this game. Yeah, and the thing that's going to kill it for me, I just saw a story about it. Brands want to be in this game now. KFC wants to put the Colonel in Fall Guys. I did see that, and the game is set up for that. I can see it, but it's also, yeah, it's pretty pretty gross. If this becomes some sort of cyberpunk hellscape where all the corporations are trying to get their shit in the game, <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting experience for sure. Yeah, I... I don't know how much longer I'll play. Like, I, I put a round in here or there, but, like, I don't know how, how much I want to play that game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Um, but that's it for you? That's it for me outside of uh, our Divinity run. Yes, which is quickly approaching its end. Yeah, I think I, so. I think we're going to go after that Kraken today. Yeah, I, th- I think we fucking should. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've gotten into some pretty pretty good stuff last week. Had some tough battles, but mm-hmm. it was a damn good time. Yeah, uh, I. Mm, mm, that that archdemon. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, that. Yeah, that that fight was really interesting. Because the first time we did it, we just got our asses handed to us. And then we're like, well, let's spread out and just try to thin the herd with some of the weaker enemies quick. And 
not knowing that that would get us into combat immediately mm-hmm. with some of the areas we were trying to set up in, but it ended up working out for us. You ended up coming in incredibly clutch with that one. Because um, I just I made some bad moves on my end at the end for my for Sabil, but but that was a tough fight, and honestly, it was a lot of fucking fun. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> I was. I tried it a couple of times. I don't know why I kept trying it, but I tried using throwables, like grenades and stuff, and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, we're inside. There's a roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is so... It's one of those detail things, again, that's that's cool that you can do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you, you think, like, well, can't your character just kind of, like, underhand something very lightly? Or throw it like a fastball, you know? <laughs> throw, yeah. Throw it nice fast and straight i don't know exactly hmm. but yeah Ghost. i i i think uh yeah i think that game is one of the best co-op games we've played oh 100 percent. i i think i think this might be the best co-op game i've ever played yeah it's, it's this and then there's halo <laughs> yeah definitely definitely uh, that's that's where it's at mm-hmm yeah, but yeah, I, I look forward to finishing that up. Uh, yeah, then we'll then we'll have to find something else we could play online. <laughs> yeah, definitely. At least until uh, Baldur's Gate comes out. Yeah. Hopefully that's co-op right away. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if they've said. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but Tyler, I th- I think it's time. I've returned to Final Fantasy fourteen. Uh oh. Uh oh! Because the five point three update happened, Tyler. I have to get back in <laughs> and absorb the story as it comes out. Because oh god, this—you know—I say it time and time again, but this is the best Final Fantasy. This, and it, it mm. is the best MMO. I will say, I will, I will say there, say this is the best MMO, having only played like two or three other MMOs, and not nearly to the extent of this one. <laughs> Gotcha, uh, but I, I just love the story and where it's going and how they keep dropping lore with a lot of this stuff. And I'm not going to get too much into spoilers here for a mi- for a minute um, because I just want to talk about the game in general. Uh, they've added, of course, new story quests uh, which have some some really cool fights and. Uh, a really touching story, which I'll get on get on later. They added a new alliance raid to that uh, near series of alliance raids, and that Tyler. This is a slight mechanical spoiler, but I fucking hate lasers in this game now, <laughs> especially Ooh. when lasers are just going everywhere. I just do that <laughs> alliance raid, and it's just it's all popping off, and there's just lasers everywhere. It's so colorful. And being rusty at the game doesn't help. But man, I died like eight times during that thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, they also... Oh man, this is... It's too much of a spoiler. Okay. Um, I'm going to start a timer. And I'm going to say for about the next five minutes... I'll give myself five minutes to talk spoilers about Final Fantasy fourteen. So I'm going to start that timer right now. Alright, so there's... There's this there's this new mission. 
So last last update, they had this thing called the Sapphire Weapon, which was a new trial. They introduced... I mean, they had the Ruby Weapon. Now they have this Sapphire Weapon for this update. And the thing you do in this weapon is that you get in a robot and fight it. You basically Ooh. get in a Gundam and <laughs> have a fight against a kaiju. <laughs> it's so fucking good, Tyler. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. That sounds, sounds fun. Yeah, it's... Man... This game is so good. It's so damn good. Um, Alright, so... Man, which order do... What, which do you want to hear about first? The Alliance Raid near stuff, or just where the Shadowbringer story is leaving off here? Um, do the near stuff. Okay, so do you remember that in the first set of Alliance Raids, you're working with this android named 2P, and, she, yeah. and she's dressed in white? Yes. Well, guess what? 2P was built by the machines oh. and is actually the enemy and once you get oh. get her what she wants she fucking turns on the dwarves and just calls a fucking airstrike that wipes out the dwarf town and blows uh -oh. up and blows up the mountain <laughs> right, right. but then 2B comes back and then you go into the puppet's bunker and go through a ton of fucking awesome fights oh shit I'm gonna hmm I'm gonna link. So I'm gonna find some images for you for the final boss of this alliance raid because it's gross as fuck. So, mm, FF puppets bunker final boss. Uh oh god. Um, shit. Let's go. Let's go to images here. Um, and it's not gonna. It's not gonna show it here. I'll just. I'll just link a video. And uh, and then we can we can, I can tell you what, where to skip to. Okay. Oh God, there's commentary on this one. I'm gonna lower the volume. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm gonna just put it right there. Um, but I'm gonna skip all the way down to uh, the second the part that's called the compound. Um, about eight minutes in. This fucking... This fucking thing's disgusting. It's a big, giant orb of uh, fleshy androids molded together oh. into a giant orb. Yeah. Uh, and then if wow. you skip ahead a little bit to Compound 2P, it's all the... The egg hatches. The orb hatches, and it forms a giant android out of all those android bodies. And it looks gross huh. as fuck. Sheesh. <laughs> but goddamn, this fight is so good. It's so damn good. So yeah. yeah, it looks fun. Visually, it looks cool. How the fuck do you keep track of what the hell is going on here? Basically, <laughs> watching this, it's just mind blowing. So what's happening? <laughs> yeah, you have to keep an eye in a lot of different places, like on the enemy's cast bar, and just like the colors on the on the floor to make sure you're not standing where you're gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. And then just trying to do as much damage while doing that as possible. But I only have a minute and a half left, and I have to talk about the end of the Final Fantasy Shadowbringer story. Holy shit. Um, alright, so basically this part of the story is about getting all of your allies that were called into this world the first. Um, getting them home and finding a method to do that with. Man, I'm going to I'm going to go over this 5 minutes here. At the 5 minutes I'll extend <laughs> it. All right. <laughs> um 
but yeah, uh, so at this point in the story, um, you have defeated two of the three unsundered Asians, who are from a race when the world was still whole, when there wasn't a split in all these worlds. Um, and these unsundered Asians were um, looking to combine all the worlds together again. And uh, you've killed two of them at this point, and the third one is uh, looking to get a little bit of revenge here. His name's Elidibus. Uh, and uh, I, throughout this story, you begin to learn more and more just about the lore of this world and uh, who your character actually is. Uh, so I'm coming up on the five minutes now. There's just a lot in this game. There's just a lot. Um, <laughs> but uh, if y'all if y'all skipped the five minutes ahead, I'm going to continue on for at least another two minutes. So skip ahead again. Um, so you find out, you learn more about uh, this thing called the Convocation of the Fourteen, which was 14 Asians back when the world was whole. And it turns out that your Warrior of Light is actually one of the Convocation of Fourteen who was sundered, but you've been reformed uh, eight times already now. So you have mm. eight of like the fourteen pieces of the of this of this ancient uh, character, and that's why you're so powerful because uh, your soul is just a lot. <laughs> your soul is big. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, you're you're getting closer and closer to being unsundered. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild. Like the things they just drop in this game, uh, lore wise. And then you go through a bunch of um, a bunch of uh, saying goodbyes to the first because all of the people that you're bringing back to the source won't be able to return. So you get a lot of payoff from them and the the relationships they've made in this world, which is really good. Um, also, throughout this, uh, the Crystal Exarch, the guy who brought you into this in the first place originally from the source who time-traveled to prevent the Eighth Umbral Calamity. He sacrifices himself so you can do what you need to do and uh, manages to store his memories and soul, and you return that back to his the past self when you go back to the source, and that just melds back in with, that, with him back then, and he has all those memories, and now you have him as a part of your group of the Signs of the Seventh Dawn. It's fucking crazy, Tyler. I love this game. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a lot. Yeah. So, did you say this is the end of the Shadowbringers story? Yes. So, the structure of how they've done expansions and post-story expansions is this. Uh, They say we had 5.0. So, the first 5.1, 5.2, 5.3 are the continuation of the Shadowbringers story. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming there will be a 5 point... If they followed the same structure, there will be a 5.4, a 5.54, and a (laughs) 5.55... which is, I don't know why they number it like that, but those are all in setup of the new expansion, and they, they actually did a little bit of setup for what where the story's going to go, or at least where the, those patches are going to go, and you're going to fight an old enemy that's mm-hmm. somehow still kicking around. Mm. And, yeah, that's scary as fuck, because the first time you fought him, it was like, holy shit, this dude is a uh, fucking badass. <laughs> So, yeah, it's... Man. 
They're coming to the end of Final Fantasy XIV. I think they only have maybe one, maybe two expansions to go before uh, they've reached the end of the end of what this game is going to be. But uh, they heavily cool. imply that the next expansion will be the last one. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Sounds like... So is there still a lot for you to do here with this update? Yeah, they've added... Um, They've added a new uh, tribe quest. Uh, you can go do a, a dwarf tribe quest line now and be friends with the dwarves. Um, mm -hmm. And that, that's a whole thing. There's also new uh, extreme trials you can do, which are old fights with new mechanics and that are just more punishing. Um, and yeah, there's, there's, still, there's still a lot of this game that I haven't played, like... I haven't done any of the beast tribes from, like, I actually haven't done any of them really extensively, so I have all that content to do. Uh, it was funny because I there, there are these things called duty roulettes, which is basically matchmaking just to do, like, a random piece of content, and I randomly came across a piece of content that I didn't do yet. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, and completed a quest as a result, so yeah, that was, uh, that was fun. I... I just like existing in this world. It's fun. There's a, there's a lot of mm -hmm. cool stuff going on. There's an event going on right now, which is basically a beach party. <laughs> nice. You can get cool outfits. It's yeah. There there's there's just a lot in this game, as there are in a lot of MMOs. But I I have a cool group of people that I play with in this one, so I'm I'm gonna stick with it. Cool. Hopefully, because, um, you know, coronavirus kind of fucked this up for them, at least their development schedule. Hopefully, it doesn't fuck up their timeline for a new expansion that bad. But, yeah, in but... other words, it's just a really long time before you get anything new, I guess. It's meaty. Yeah. I mean, they will drop, like, minor patches in between these, uh, which mm -hmm. which occasionally, like drop a piece of content like a new extreme trial or an S tier trial um, but yeah I mean I, I'm satisfied with what they have now there's so much of this game that I haven't played yet but I, I'm sure there are some people out there who think they've played everything or may have played a large portion of this game but yeah there's, there's just so much for me that I I don't particularly care how long it takes to get to the next stuff um, because mm -hmm. I, I, have, I just have so much to play here. Right on. Ah. Alright. Well, that's... That's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Alright, so I guess if there's no other video games, we can get into the news. You talked about playing Ghost of Tsushima. Guess what? Ghost of Tsushima did very, very well in July. Not not surprising. Uh, we do have the top 20 games here. Uh, at number 20 is Call of Duty Black Ops 3, 19 Assassin's Creed Odyssey, 18 Marvel Spider-Man, 17 Need for Speed Heat, 16 Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, 15 MLB The Show 20, 14, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. 13, Rainbow Six Siege. 12, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And at 11, Minecraft PlayStation 4 Edition. Gotta be specific uh, with which Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 10, Sword Art Online Alcization. Al Lycoris? Oh, dear, I hope I said that right. 
Uh, nine, Smash Brothers Ultimate. Eight, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Seven, Mortal Kombat 11. Six, Ring Fit Adventures. Five, Animal Crossing's New Horizon. Uh, four, Last of Us Part 2. Three, Paper Mario, The Origami King. Two, Modern Warfare 2019. And number one, goes to Tsushima. Yeah. A uh, couple things here. You know, awesome to see Ghost at the top. I honestly wasn't sure if it would, but uh, there it is. Two, Nintendo is rolling in the dough. Oh, man. yeah. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games in the top 14. That's insane. It's, and yet they never announce anything. No, they don't. <laughs> they they apparently have quit doing video games this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I uh, other interesting numbers here. Um, digital spending has increased forty one percent. I know, yeah. like everyone's stuck at home, and they're all spending more money on video games because you know, video games are a safe, fun thing you can do at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, digital spending up 41% and a 32% increase year-on-year compared to July of last year. So, once again, video games selling a lot every month. Um, Switch was best-selling console, but hardware overall was down 2%, which makes sense. So, also really good to see, like, Mortal Kombat 11 still on this list. And up high, that's pretty cool to see. Actually, hold on. Hold on. What's up? Am I seeing this right? Is there no GTA 5 on this list? Tyler, that's the point I was about to make. We finally okay. done it, people! <laughs> yeah. We finally ousted Grand Theft Auto 5. I wow. think everyone owns that game now. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It probably sold zero copies this past month. Mm-hmm. Just a terrible um, month. <laughs> yeah, it's just horrible. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. You you don't have GTA Five on this list, but you have Black Ops Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's strange. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, interesting. I talked about getting back into Final Fantasy XIV. Well, it looks like I'm going to have to get back into uh, Apex Legends here in a, in a week or... Not not even in a week. It, this week. This week, I have to get back into Apex Legends. <laughs> I didn't talk about it, but I finished that battle pass a while ago. But this is this trailer for the new season. I, I am into it. Have you watched this trailer? I have not. I will put it on here. Uh, so they're making some changes to World's Edge, uh, and they're adding a new character and a new weapon. They're adding an energy submachine gun. I've been asking for an energy submachine gun. They've added Ooh. one. Uh, the new character is called Rampart, who builds some barriers, uh, has, like, mounted weapons. Uh, she looks really fucking cool. Rampart looks awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I like this trailer. Oh yeah. yeah, she does look pretty cool. Yeah, but I I am very much looking forward to this. Uh, there's a thing called crafting that might happen. 
Oh. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but crafting is apparently going to be a thing in Season 6 of Apex Legends. Huh. I wonder how much that would... I guess depending on what it is, how much it could change the game. Yeah, I'm not sure how much it's going to depending be crafting on, versus how much yeah. it's going to be like collecting currency and spending that at a station to get a thing. Right, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, they call it crafting, but is it really crafting? Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping into that this week. Right on. Yeah, a lot of this stuff looks cool. August 18th That's when it starts. Mm-hmm. That's also this... Well, actually... Yeah, that's... This week is also Microsoft Flight Simulator, so I'm pretty busy this week. <laughs> uh, well, Tyler, it's time to get to the downer news, Tyler. Because we always have bad news. Isn't that right, Tyler? We just have bad news every there's, fucking week. Yeah, there's there's bad news just about every week. And There's actually a couple stories here, but let's talk first about Control. Yeah. So, here's the thing. There, there are some games who will offer a next-gen upgrade for their video games if you currently own them on the current consoles. That isn't the case with Control. At least not until they release their Ultimate Edition, which is the only edition where you get a free upgrade to the next uh, console. It doesn't matter if you own the Season Pass and you bought the regular edition at launch. It doesn't matter if you bought the game at launch. Anyone who bought this game at launch, you're not getting an up uh, next-gen upgrade because they didn't have the Ultimate Edition back then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this Ultimate edition, edition uh, when does it launch? Uh, twenty August, August 27th. Yep. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, August 27th on Steam... Uh, September 10th on PS4. Mm, yes. Uh, well, that's when the AW... Okay, yeah, alright, same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, alright, well, yeah, it's it's gonna... It sucks! This sucks, Tyler! This really sucks! Yeah. Especially, like, I, I guarantee you there are there's not a small number of people who bought that game at launch and then bought whatever season pass thing they offered which is basically what an Ultimate Edition is, and won't be able to upgrade. Yeah. I think this is an entirely bad move. Um, And I feel like this is probably more of a publisher move in decision than Remedy themselves, but who knows there. But I just think it sucks that anybody who bought this game... And especially anyone who bought this game and bought the DLC will not get any sort of free upgrade to the next gen. Uh, I just that it's just kind of insane when there's so many other developers and publishers out there, even ones that you would think aren't allow, wouldn't allow those things, such as EA with Madden. Like you're going to be able to upgrade your version of Madden this year for free. If you get a new console, mm-hmm. I think it just it just it just sucks, and I, this is why I think it's great that you know we heard that like Microsoft is really pushing other developers and publishers to 
to offer those free upgrades to next gen. And I think that's great that they're doing that. But it, it does suck that it's, you know, it is publisher... Uh, like, it goes different for every publisher. And it's their own decision. And it's not like just a blanket sort of thing for, for these consoles. And I just think it's kind of, you know, you just kind of jip into people that put a lot of time and, and especially money into your product. And for a game also that didn't sell too great in the first place, I think it's kind of weird to do this. Yeah, I... You know whose fault this really is, though? All you motherfuckers out there who didn't buy Control because it never fucking charted, they didn't sell very well, so they have to do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, they, they're trying to get as much money as they can out of it. Hmm. Yeah. And, and look, they don't have to do this. Yeah. They don't have to give a free upgrade. It's, it's not uh, necessary for them to do it. It just... I just feel like it's bad PR that you're getting for kind of no reason in a way when so many other developers and publishers are, are just giving free upgrades for this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see Madden next year having a free upgrade system. No, absolutely not. But this year, I think, is a special case. It, it makes sense. It's a good pro-consumer move to do. And it's just, I don't know, it's weird. But the PS5 version, it seems like they are trying to have that out this year. Also, like, this game doesn't run super well on a PlayStation 4. No, not at all. So that sort of sucks as well. Of, of, like, anyone who... Like, me, for example. uh, I did end up buying a copy of Control because I want to play the DLC. And I haven't played the DLC yet, but, you know, I'm thinking about it when this new... Uh, AWE expansion comes out. Seems cool. You know, part of me legitimately had the thought, well, maybe I should just wait to play it on PlayStation 5. And it would run better. And now I'm just like, well, never mind. (laughs) Guess I should just play it on PS4. Just kind of sucks. Yeah, and you know, the, the thing that's also bizarre, like, we don't know if just playing PlayStation 4 game with, or Whatever backwards compatibility exists, mm. if the games will like play better by virtue of it just being more powerful, of being played right. on more powerful hardware, or if that's going to require upgrade, if it can uh, like require effort in an upgrade, or if they can just like use the extra extra power of the consoles to just basically brute right. force it. Yeah. So that's a good point. But, but we don't know that stuff about the consoles. Because they just don't talk about the new consoles. They just don't talk don't, about them. I know. It's just bizarre. Like, there's still so many questions, you know, regarding things like that. It's not just, like, what video games are coming out. It's just, like, just talk about the fucking consoles. I don't understand this shit. It's so weird, man. Yeah. It's like they're not coming out, you know? But they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, I don't know. I mean, also really quick. Um, you know, speaking of next-gen consoles, and it's the biggest news story this week was Halo Infinite getting delayed. Yeah, for sure. What's what's your? I just want to get your quick opinion on that. What and, and thoughts? Why do we why why do we buy consoles? Why? 
Mm. Why? Mm. Why do we buy consoles? <laughs> why? Why do people buy new consoles when they release? It doesn't know. make sense this year. At least if you're looking to get an Xbox, it doesn't make much sense. No. Um, I know PlayStation situation is a little bit different, but like, it depending on <laughs> a lot of other things, maybe maybe it might maybe it won't make sense to uh, buy a PlayStation Five either. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we still. They're saying holiday twenty twenty for like Spider Man, but you know that could get delayed too. Yeah, I don't like the way things are. I don't think games are going to release until they haven't been delayed a week before the release date. <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head is at. It's like, unless yeah. it's a week before the release date, I don't believe the release date. Yeah. Yeah, everything's so fluid. Uh, it is. When I saw that, I'm like, fuck. Like, I wasn't planning on buying a Series X, but it still is such a bummer that that game's not coming out this year. And You know, it, it's for the... It, it's game's going to be better in, in in long run because of this decision, but it's just a massive blow to Xbox launching this year because I don't know, just kind of what is the point of getting it in a way? I know there's stuff coming down the road, but at least this holiday season, I just I don't know, mm-hmm. it's just such a massive blow. But at the same time, you know that game. The reveal didn't go the way they wanted to, and the reaction wasn't what they wanted. And if that game came out and was bad, I feel like it it could be even worse for Xbox and Halo as a brand than if they were to just delay this game right now and just not have it at launch and and take that blow. Yeah. Makes you wonder, like, they said... uh they mentioned that their their multiplayer will be free. Makes you wonder when that's going to come out. Will it come out like yeah. will that come out this year or will it come out at the launch of the game or what's the, what's the timing going to be like for that? Based off of because uh, there was uh, stories going around and that you know Phil Spencer talked about that same situation and they talked about what if we released the game in pieces but they felt like that wasn't the best way to launch it so it seems like everything is going to come out all at once even though the multiplayer is free to play mm-hmm. okay well yeah just wild yeah. just fucking wild not so wild probably should be expected is uh, what's going down at Ubisoft right now in the wake of all the all of the allegations of uh, harassment, abuse in the workplace, just generally having some shitty conditions over there. Uh, Ashraf Ismail has um, has been fired after an investigation by Ubisoft. Uh, he is one of many people there who has who has allegations against him. Uh, so Assassin's Creed is launching a game this year, um, <laughs> following, follow, following the firing of their, of, uh, of, uh, yeah, yeah this, there, it just seems like a fucking mess over there. <laughs> like, it really does. They're trying to, they're trying to do so much, and so much other shit is happening. I don't know. Do you think Assassin's Creed still comes out this year? 
I do. Just because uh, Ubisoft hasn't really launched anything, and Assassin's Creed is huge, and it's the holiday time. I, I see it coming out this year. Um, but I imagine, I mean, it's it's a big deal to like lose your creative director halfway through development. But then to lose your creative director when you know things are supposed to all be coming together, yeah. you know, late in development, that's got to be really hard. <laughs> Mm-hmm. really hard i mean yeah i mean it makes sense why he's he's gone and i i uh so initially i guess it just came out that he he basically cheated on his wife oh huh. did we know about the fan accusation that's the part that i just yeah i, I think i, I think that's that, that was that's been out there okay okay gotcha yeah but yeah i mean yeah, it makes sense. You can't be using using and abusing your power like that in that way. Mm-hmm. It's not good to do. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. I'm. I don't know, man. There's also other things going around in Assassin's Creed Valhalla right now. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but uh, you know, their their primary marketing has has been with um, the male version of Ivor. And then they decided to stealth release on a Friday uh, afternoon or evening a trailer featuring the female version of Ivor and not promoting it. It's And that's probably because of all of the stories about their gender issues over there. Mm-hmm. And oh they're just God. they're just stepping in it, man. They just like Ugh. they like to shit on the ground and step in it. Ugh. Uh, that's that's bad. That's really bad. Yeah. Aye, aye. It's it is certainly not good, Tyler. No. No. I uh, I feel like you know Ashraf is not the last one to be. Oh, let certainly go not at Ubisoft. I mean, it, it's just it's such a cluster and complete shit show over there. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Uh, hopefully not bad is the is this DC fandom they're gonna have some they're actually gonna show it they're gonna do more than tweet about the Suicide Squad game (laughs) yeah yeah they're apparently going to be showing Rocksteady's Suicide Squad game and uh, Warner Brother Montreal's probably Batman game um, because both of them have panels during this event. This is a 24-hour event, which is crazy. And, um, yeah, it's just going to have a bunch of DC stuff, but I'm looking forward to seeing whatever comes out for uh, both these games. Curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Looking forward to it. I, I just feel like we're not going to get... I'll be shocked if we get more than just trailers of either of these games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I... Hmm. So Warner has the rights to Batman, right? Yes. yes. Or just or or all of DC. Uh, Warner has the rights to all of DC because they own DC. So would it be possible? You know that like Telltale has been has been somewhat brought back together. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're they're going to do another Telltale DC story? Whether that be Batman. Maybe. Something else. I, I, 
I would like that in a way. Like the the two seasons of Batman that they did were probably some of the best, if not the best, stuff Telltale did. I would love that personally. I just I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I feel like that Telltale, they're probably going to do The Wolf Among Us before. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've already they announced that they're working on that. Um, yeah, and I feel like if you're Telltale, it would be smart to not overwork yourselves like you did before. Smart? What? what? <laughs> Doing things the right way? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, this is America, it's Tyler. A... Yeah. We'd like to work people to the bone. Yeah, we do. But, I mean, if if anyone's curious about this whole DC fandom thing, the they put the whole schedule out, and it is really packed full of stuff. So there could be a lot of cool stuff coming out of it mm-hmm. that is not video game related as well. But also on the DC side, unfortunately, I think they let, off a th- let go of a third of their comics team, which sucks. Yeah. I, like they even let go of like their editor in chief and stuff, so that's sad as well, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Uh, speaking of potentially cool things that could happen, uh, we know of a few things that are being worked on. The four uh, A games, the creators of Metro, uh, they and the Metro IP have been bought out by the same holding company that owns THQ Nordic. And they're working on a new Metro and another AAA IP. So look for that, I guess, in maybe five years. I don't fucking know uh, how, yeah. how long it takes to make a video game, especially starting to make a video game right now. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a thing. I guess THQ Nordic just gets, or just that family of studios, I guess they'll, it would make sense for them just to move it under THQ Nordic now that they own it. I don't know what's right. going to happen here, but... Uh... Yeah, the whole structure of THQ Nordic confuses the fucking shit out of me. Um, because, you know, there's the Embracer group, then there's THQ Nordic. Um, but then, according to this article, 4A Games is going to be operating under Saber Interactive which THQ Nordic bought recently as well. So, like, what? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Um, they also bought... So they bought 4A Games. They also bought Sola Media, Pow Wow Entertainment, Palindrome Interactive, Rare Earth Games, Deca Games, New World Interactive, and Vermilla Studios. Jiminy Crimbus. Yeah, that's a lot. That's... <laughs> Yeah, I pretty soon we're just gonna have like three mega corporations putting out all the games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah, the thing to look just, forward to. I like I enjoyed Metro. Um, I I'm curious what they'll do with the new IP, especially maybe an original one that isn't attached to uh, mm-hmm. uh, an already existing series of books. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, that could be cool. Also, they mentioned bringing multiplayer to Metro. Oh. Which, what does that mean? Oh, no. Uh, Together, we will continue to build on the Metro franchise and will focus on bringing a multiplayer experience to our fan base. No. 
No. Yeah, I feel like that's not. That's that's not what anyone what wants. That's anyone who likes Metro. That's not what they want. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Just crazy stuff. THQ Nordic, man. They own so many studios now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well. Hopefully they just don't run themselves into the ground like the original THQ did. Well, I... Hmm. I don't hold high hopes for that. Uh, <laughs> I think I think they're gonna they're gonna make the same mistakes. Uh, will hmm, will Bioshock make the same mistakes? Looks like Bioshock Four is happening. Will it be Will it be like Bioshocks One and Two, or will it be like Bioshock Infinite? Who knows? What What would you prefer? Uh, probably the first one. In one and two, only because I like the. I mean, I, I love Infinite. Infinite's an amazing game. Columbia is an amazing place, but I just like the more horror vibe mm. that Rapture had. But uh, yeah, apparently they're not going back to Rapture or Columbia in this new Bioshock game being developed by Cloud Chamber Studios. Um, because of some job listings that got out there saying that uh, the listing basically mentions new and fantastical worlds. Oh. So doesn't seem like they're going back to either. I honestly would have loved if they went back to Rapture because there is so much to see and, and explore there based off of kind of what the game sets up and all sorts of world building that it does and that would have been awesome, but at the same time, you know, one one thing that's exciting about Bioshock is exploring new worlds. I uh, I just it, here's the thing: going to a new world, I'm not worried about that. I'm just I really am hoping that this game is not some open world fucking video game because that was another thing that is just amazing about Bioshock. In Bioshock Infinite and in 2, it's just they were linear stories that had some exploration in some sort of sometimes Metroidvania sort of feel to it at times. And because of that, the world felt so tight, it felt so handcrafted and detailed and alive. That's what makes Bioshock amazing to me. Not, and I'm just really worried that they're going to go open world in, in some sort of way. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I still have yet to play those games. Yeah, I know I said I'd do oh that. I started God. the first Bioshock, but then <laughs> I got distracted. Dude, dude. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe those games just aren't for me. Maybe, I don't know. I'll play a Yakuza game. I'm not saying anytime soon, but I'll play a Yakuza game if you play Bioshock. I don't believe you. Mm, okay, okay. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Like, you've had... <laughs> I just think you'd enjoy the comedy of Yakuza a lot. I probably would. Um, Alright, well, enough of, enough of that. Enough of our, of our bickering. Um, 
Time to talk about something neither of us particularly care about. Uh, EA Access and Origin Access are becoming... are changing their name to uh, EA Play. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. Who gives a shit? Yeah. EA Play and then EA Play Pro. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought this was kind of funny. Great. Just Obviously trying to keep that EA Play branding, which I'm not sure how great that is, mm. but... Yeah, that's happening. August 18th is when those will change. So there you go. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, that's yeah. That that's the news. I, I didn't even realize we reached the end of it. But that's well, oh, there's, there's one oh, more okay. thing I threw in there. All right, something I I really just, you know. I'm not going to go back to play Last of Us 2 mm. part, Last of Us Part 2 again. And I'm certainly not going to go back to it to play it in a harder mode that's going to take forever to play through. But yeah, that's what they're adding, offering. <laughs> they're adding permadeath and grounded difficulties, which could be cool. I mean, I, it's not the way I want to uh, play the game, but I'm sure people out there like that experience. They, they've added grounded, I think, was in the first game. Mm-hmm. As well, um, but now there's going to be permadeath. But some of the permadeath things are a little weird. Like, uh, if it's too hard for you, you can have permadeath for certain sections of the game. So, like, if you're playing through Seattle Day One as Ellie, uh, and you can basically turn permadeath on to where if you die in that section, you have to start all of Seattle Day One over again, not the whole game. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, that's not necessarily permadeath, but still. But also, what function does that serve? Other than make maybe making it a little bit more tense for you, but even, like, at that point, like, what are, you, what are people getting out of this? <laughs> Just a more intense survival experience based off of its The Last of Us gameplay. Okay. I mean... Can't you already just get out of that without get that without like without making it mechanical? Like, is is that something that like just does knowing that per, you're gonna have to start over from that makes you? I don't know. I'm just I'm just curious what adding permadeath into a game where you could already make it as tense as you want. I I don't know what that adds. I. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just... Does it add... All all it seems to add for me is a frustration of, oh, I have to do all that over again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, just the fact that, hey, if I die, it's over sort of thing. And I don't know. have to really think about everything and take my time sort of thing. Yeah, but at at that point, the tension is attached to this frustration of having to redo a lot of stuff rather than than Mm -hmm. being in the moment of what you're doing. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's other games that have permadeath yeah. as well. I, I, yeah, the, there are, and I don't particularly like games with permadeath, to no, be honest. I, I, I don't either. I don't either, honestly. Because I'm, also I'm thinking adding... more about the permadeath and what I don't want to do over again than I am about yeah. what I'm actually doing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I don't even like permadeath when it comes to certain characters. As well, like, hey, if this character dies, it's over. I'm like, no, I don't want that. Oh well, <laughs> nope. 
Okay. I'm okay. In the case of like <laughs> XCOM, I'm I'm okay with that because like because yeah, I I don't know. There there's a certain level of storytelling you can have with that with permadeath when it's about like characters in your party or things of that like that. Yeah. I I think there's mm-hmm. like a story to be told there, whereas in this it's we're in games like this where it's basically you just have to replay a shit ton of content. It's it doesn't really add much for me. Yeah. Um, they're also adding some other kind of audio or graphical gameplay modifiers for you to just kind of fuck around with. Um, like Mirror World. Uh, Mirror World on Death. Slow Motion. Bullet Speed Mode. Infinite Ammo. Crafting. Melee Durability. Listen Mode. Durability and Listen Mode Range. One Shot. Touch of Death. And then Multiple... Uh, uh, audio options like 8-bit audio um, then they're also adding some visual sort of enhancements for you to fuck around with too great it's kind of neat playing that game with 8-bit audio <laughs> I'm sure yeah. it's pretty fucking weird yeah. <laughs> but hey some of these things could be cool uh, I mean there's a lot of ways in The Last of Us to you customize your experience to how you want, mm. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I certainly won't be going back to that. To I, I got what I needed out of my first playthrough. Hmm. I might go back to it. I just don't think it'll be this year. Probably. It's a much easier platinum compared to the first game. Where the first game you had to play it like literally four or five times. Yeah, uh, I think that's that's it. Unless I I really just want to get to playing Divinity. Yeah, me too. Let's go. So uh, <laughs> sorry, y'all. We're we're just gonna we're gonna dip out here. Um, but real quick before we do that, if you need to email us uh, with any questions, comments, concerns, you can do that. Via e- uh, you can email via email, Tyler. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that, but thanks uh, for letting me and know. And you could do that at PS Report Pod. No, that's PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail dot com. At PS Report Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Until next week, be good to each other. Play your video games and. Boo-doo-boo! Ba-da-ba!